Welcome to the Restoration Church weekly podcast. Please take a minute to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to download the Church Center app. This is the best way to stay connected and up to date with all that's happening at Restoration Church. Most importantly, we hope the following message will help draw you closer to Christ. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Restoration Church this Labor Day weekend. My name is Ross Manders. I'm the lead pastor here. It's been our tradition for the last several years, actually since the COVID-19 pandemic, that we have taken this Labor Day weekend as an opportunity to go online only. It provides an opportunity for all of, all of our volunteers to have a break. And it's something of a Sabbath for us as we anticipate a very, very involved fall. We take this opportunity to rest, to get recharged, and then to go in to the fall with all the energy that is going to be needed. Thank you for joining us this Labor Day weekend. Whether you are watching this Sunday morning or some other time throughout the week, we hope that you are enjoying this time with your family, maybe at the beach, maybe up in the mountains, wherever you may be watching this from. May you be blessed and may this opportunity that we have together to get into God's word, to sing and to worship through song, may it inspire you on your faith journey. And may this morning, or wherever, whatever time you're watching this, may this short presentation inspire you closer to Jesus Christ. Hey, this morning we are in part four of our series titled Five Lessons. It's much longer than that, as you can see on the screen, but I'm not going to say, say it all. Uh, we're talking through lessons that we wish that maybe we had learned when we were younger. It doesn't mean that we haven't learned these lessons, but if I had learned these lessons and taken them to heart and let them shape me and form me, then it would have changed the trajectory of my life. And it's not too late to start doing this. It's not just like, hey, this is for the youth among us. This is for the 12-year-olds. I think of my son who's turning 12. He was actually the inspiration for this whole series. What would I tell my 12-year-old son who turns 12 in a week? These are some of the lessons that I wish he would know, that I wish all of our youth would know. And certainly for all of us, no matter where we are in life, it is not too late to start taking these messages to heart, taking them seriously, and letting them shape and form us. And so today we're going to be looking in the book of Proverbs. If you have a Bible with you, I'd encourage you to open it up to the book of Proverbs. Um, certainly the words will be on the screen too as we look into Proverbs for just a brief moment here. Proverbs is an interesting book. I want you to imagine a, a mother and a father who are sitting with their young child. That's it's the context of this whole book, Solomon in particular, sitting with their young child, maybe a group of children, all of their children, and they are instilling their wisdom. Here is what I desperately want you to know. Here is what you need to know as a young person. And they go on, right, for 31 chapters, talking about all of the, the, the wisdom and the, the insights that they have gleaned throughout their life. Proverbs are general truths. They're not absolute truths. These are general observations about, about how the world works, about how life is. And so follow these because these will help you live a good life. And so in chapter 1 even, we get, we get to this section in verse 8. And Solomon says this, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. And so these words that your mother and I are offering you, these will set you up for a kingly life, right? These will, these will be rewarded. That's kind of what they're saying. This is the prologue. Do what we say. Follow these instructions and your life will be rewarded. My son, he continues, 
If sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths, for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. And for the next nine chapters then, Solomon offers two paths. There's a path that leads to a prosperous life, and there is a path that leads to destruction. And he talks about these, these, these two paths, right? There's the path of wisdom, of making wise choices that lead to life, and there's a path of the foolish that lead to destruction. Do not follow the path of destruction, he says. And, and, and by the way, the path, this, this path of destruction is, is basically the influences that you surround yourself with, the people that you let speak into your life, the voices that you listen to, these will inform your path. <laughs> he, he says, come along with us, right? All these this destructive voices, come along with us. Do what we ask. Do what we say. Follow our example. Let us influence you. He says, don't do it. Don't do it because they will lead you to destruction and for the next nine chapters they kind of have this prologue of sorts where they, they characterize the the prosperous life that leads to life the the wise choices and then the choices that lead to folly and that lead to death you see wise is the person we would understand from all this wise solomon would say wise is the person who understands that life is connected that's really what wisdom is in the wisdom literature understanding that life is connected and then making choices considering this knowledge that life is connected. So what I did yesterday and what I did last week is showing up today. And what I do today is going to show up in the future. And we, we, we experience this all the time if you, you think about it, right? If, if, if I ate poorly for a whole year and I never exercised and then I find myself overweight, well, that, that is a product of our choices, I, I, I know a young child who says that he wants to be a professional baseball player. And I'm always saying, okay, so what are you, you going to do about that? Like, that's, you know, there are actual professional baseball players. Yeah, it's a minute fraction of people who actually get to that level of baseball. But, like, I say, okay, well, if you want to be a professional baseball player, are you outside? You know, we, ha we have a baseball hitting net. We have a tee. We have all of the things he needs to excel in this sport. And so I say, hey, have you hit off the tee yet today? Ah, uh, no. Well, what are you doing today? I don't know. Dad, I'm bored. Oh, I, sorry. I, yes, it is one of my sons. Okay. <laughs> I let that out of the bag. Dad, I'm bored. Um, Dad, I'm bored. Um, so what are you doing? Like, why don't you go outside? And say, no, I don't want to do that. Why don't you go outside? Play, why don't you go outside? And play catch? No, I don't want to do that. Uh, why don't you go outside and work on your skill? No, I don't want to do that. Well, then how do you expect to get to the level of excellence that you would actually ever be a professional baseball player? You see, the wise person understands that Life is connected, that our choices have consequences, that our choices create ripple effects into the future that shape our future. How people speak to you and how you speak about others will shape your future. 
The parties you go to and what you do at those parties will shape your future. The hobbies that you invest in as a young person will shape your future. The education that you receive now will shape your future. The wise person understands that life is connected and making choices then considering this knowledge. But the foolish person... The foolish person doesn't understand this. They, 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 they disregard this knowledge. The foolish person would say, you know what, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, carpe diem, seize the day, it doesn't matter what I do today, I'm just going to live life to the fullest, I'm going to do whatever feels good and pleases me in the moment, and it's not going to impact my future, it's not going to follow me into the future. That is a fool would only say that. A wise person understands that life is connected and making choices then considering this knowledge that life is connected. And so the, 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 the psalmist, uh, the psalmist, the, the, the Proverbs, Solomon, uh, t- takes this knowledge then. Takes this idea, right, that there is a path towards wisdom and there is a path towards folly. And he starts contextualizing it in, in a hundred different ways, right? He, talks, he, he takes this idea that, that life is connected in regards to your money. He takes that life is connected in regards to your sleep. Uh, life is connected in regards to your relationships and regards to your work ethic. And if you have ever read the book of Proverbs, it's just riddled with advice about how to understand that if life is connected, let's, let's look at life and all the different components of life and let's parse some of these out. And so I would really encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. It's a phenomenal book. But one of the things that he says in regards to this prologue that we've already read is found in chapter 13. And this is what I want to instill within our young people today, but certainly within all of us. This is so very important. He's already alluded to this in the prologue, right? If you're going to surround yourself with people who are going to say, come along with us, come along with us into destruction as we create chaos, as we, as we walk into folly, then you will go with them into their own destruction. Here's what he says in Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise. Walk with the wise. Surround yourself with people who are wise. Surround yourself with people who are making decisions, understanding that life is connected. Surround yourself with people who are going to inspire you and encourage you to make wise decisions. Walk with the wise and you too will become wise. You too will make decisions that will lead you to life. Or another way of putting it is this. Show me your friends. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Now, here's the thing. 3,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, whenever this, this proverb was written, they didn't have the kind of influences that we did. Uh, Solomon talking to his sons was like, I understand that your greatest influences are the people that you surround yourself with. That's still very much true today, but that's really all they had in their day. They didn't have TikTok or social media. They didn't have YouTube YouTubers telling them how to live their life. Show me your friends. Show me the, the, the five closest friends in your life, and I will tell you exactly the kind of person you're going to become. But, but as you know, you parse this out today, and we have influences like, again, like TikTok and social media and Facebook and Instagram and all these social media influences. We have access to so much more. And so you've you got to balloon this out a little bit. And, and really, I think what this, this proverb is saying is not so, so much even just show me your friends, though that is so important. My friends, you will become like the people you hang out with. If you, if you hang out with addicts, you're probably going to become an addict. If you hang out with alcoholics, you're, you're going to fall into the alcohol crowd. You're going to start doing what they do. If, if the people you hang out with are swearing and cursing and gossiping and slandering and have no regard or respect for other people, then you in time will become like that as well. If you hang out with thieves, you're probably going to start thieving. 
stealing things. You will become like the people you most hang out with. But you can balloon this out a little bit, and you can you, you can understand that. Show, show me your influences, right? Even balloon this out. Show me the, the influences. Show me the three most influences, the three things that are influencing you most, and I'll show you the type of person you become. If you're a kid and you spend seven hours a day watching YouTubers, you're going to become... You're, you're, you're going to become exactly like those people want you to become. You're going to be formed by that teaching, by that knowledge, by that influence. And so we need to be careful about who we let influence, not just us, but our children. We need to be careful about who we listen to, about who we spend our time with, about what we allow to influence us. We need to be careful because, my friends, show me the things that are influencing you, and I'll show you the type of person you become. Show me the things that are influencing you, and I'll show you the type of person you will become. It's not brain surgery. Solomon looked at the world, and he just realized that, hey, I see that you are going to be shaped by the things that you allow to influence you. It is so basic. We do not even ever think about it. We just go through life allowing the world to influence us, allowing the voices, allowing the radio station, the television, the movies, the influencers to shape us. And all I'm asking you to do is to take this understanding seriously. Show me the things that are influencing you. I will show you the type of person you will become. I will show you the future of your character. I will show you exactly who you will be as you allow that to influence you. And so we need to choose wisely. Pick your friends wisely. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever be in the world. We should not be a part of the world, right? It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have friends who aren't Christian because we need to be a light to them. I'm hoping that the strength of our influence will also influence them because it also works both ways. If we are part of a crowd, I pray, I pray that we would have the strength of character to be the one influencing others, that we would not just be shaped by the world, but that we would shape the world. That we would not just go along with the flow, but we would direct the flow. That we would be a light into the darkness because our character, our love for Jesus, our love for others, his spirit in us is so strong in us that we would let that shape the crowds that we are a part of. But we need to choose wisely because it is so common that we are shaped by the people that we surround ourselves with. We are shaped by the influences that we let speak into our life. And I just pray that we would know that we would be so influenced, that we would be so under the presence of Jesus and his word and his Holy Spirit would be shaping us, that we would be so shaped into the conformity of Jesus Christ that other people would have no choice but to let us shape them as well, that we would be the stronger influence into their life. Because, again, there are really only two paths, right? There's the path of wisdom. The proverb continues, right? Uh, Show me the people that you surround yourself with. Walk with the wise, you will become wise. But the companion of fools, the one who walks with the foolish, the, the one who let the foolish influence them, the ones who say, you know, life isn't connected, it doesn't matter, take the drink, take the pill, shoot the needle, steal the money, gamble your life away, curse your parents, Disrespect your teachers. Stop being generous, only greedy, envy, lust. I mean, you want to walk in that crowd, you'll become like that crowd. And the destiny of that crowd is destruction. And that's what Solomon recognized, right? 
So he looked out at the world and he said, you know, we're, we're shaped by the, by the people we surround ourselves with. Walk with the wise, you'll become wise. Walk with good people, sit under the presence of Jesus, get in his word, you'll become like him. Don't do any of that. And you will suffer destruction. And so my plea to our youngest listeners is that choose your friends wisely. As you start this new school year, as you're going into elementary school or middle school or high school or college, right? you have this opportunity. You have this opportunity to take the crowd of people around you and to say, you know what, that this conversation at this lunch table, I'm not really want to be a part of this. I don't like the way this conversation is going. I don't like the way that these people are speaking. I don't like what they're talking about. I don't like what they're suggesting. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go even sit by myself if I need to. Because I do not want to be influenced. I don't want to become like a fool who is going to suffer harm and destruction because they don't understand that life is connected. When I was in high school, I was at a party. My, I was invited by some seniors. I was a lowly 10th grader, but I had, I had some, my, because, because of my brother, um, who was older than I, he, he, some of his friends invited me to a party. I was like, wow, 10th grader going to a senior party? This is so awesome, right? And, uh, and at this party, uh, there was alcohol, right, at, at this party, and I had never taken alcohol before. I never drank it. Um, I knew that I had a history of alcoholics, especially on my mom's side of the family, and so I, I, I had already understood that life was connected. I understood that there was a history of alcoholism within my family, and that maybe if I were to start drinking at this moment that I might walk down a destructive path. And I was offered a beer. And I just, I thank God every day that I hated the taste of it. Because I had a history already of addiction. I've shared this before, but when I was like seven years old, my mom gave me a Flintstone vitamin. A, 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 you remember those crunchy little Flintstone vitamins that looked like the Flintstone characters? She gave me one of those before bed one night. And an hour later, after my parents were in sleep, I snuck downstairs and I consumed half the bottle because I liked the taste of it. And I spent that whole night throwing out vomiting all over the place. But I knew that I had, I knew, right, this is knowledge, this is wisdom. I knew, I knew that I already had addictive tendencies within myself. I knew that addiction was part of my family history. And to be a wise person meant that I understood that life is connected. And so if I were to go and take this drink and like this drink, then I would have a hard time saying no to this drink. I had friends in high school who were alcoholics already at the age of 18 who went into rehab in high school because they were invited to similar parties and they did not have the wisdom to say no. They said yes. They took what was offered them, the influences that were offered them. They took that and they suffered harm. It was at the same party, I've shared this story before, it was at the same party that one of the stars of our basketball team he, he knew that he wasn't supposed to drink, and so that was a wise choice he made. He had a game at like 10 o'clock the next morning. He had to get up and get to school. But he went home. He got a ride home with kids who had been drinking that night, and they got in a car accident, and he was the one who died. Life is connected. He got into a vehicle with people who had been drinking. And he was the one who died. Wisdom tells us, wisdom tells us 
to understand that life is connected and say, make choices in regards to this knowledge that life is connected. What you do will have repercussions. What you do, you are accountable for. The, the fool doesn't understand this. And the fool will suffer harm. Now here's the thing. I, I recognize that we're all on a journey. I recognize that some of us have made some decisions in the past that have hurt us and hurt others. And what's so brilliant about the God that we serve is that God is like, you know what? Yeah, you were a fool. And so, you know what? Forget you. Man, you know what I love about the the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus meets us all exactly where we are. And and we're all just just a a collection of of wisdom and folly. Like, I haven't made only wise choices throughout my whole life. I've made plenty of stupid, foolish choices throughout my life. And and I'm I'm still suffering the the effects of some of those even today. Because life is connected. And decisions and habits that I formed way back in high school and middle school, right? I'm still suffering through some of these things. I still experience the destruction, the harm, the, the life that isn't abundant and full because of things that I did 20 years ago. And God doesn't say, you know what, Ross, shame on you. Shame on you. No, Ross, he's, I, I, I love this about the God we serve. He comes down and in his mercy, he meets us exactly where we are exactly where we are with the mess that we are in the pit that we are and he encourages by his grace forward this is this is this is where compassion mercy and and grace come hand in hand compassion means to suffer with another in his compassion he comes near us and he mercifully embraces us exactly where we are and he graciously then invites us into a life of wisdom a life of prosperity a life that is abundant and so my friends I, i don't know where you are right now But God is near you, and God is next to you, and he is your greatest cheerleader encouraging you on to say, you know what, get off the path of folly. You've walked this path for too long. Get off the path of folly. Turn around and start walking the path of wisdom, knowing that life is connected, and that what you do with this life will show up tomorrow. It'll show up in the, in the experience of your children. It'll show up in the experience of your husband. It'll show up in the experience of your community. Understand that what you do has repercussions throughout this world. And so choose wisely. Choose wisely. And surround yourself with people who will help you choose wisely. And so, yes, for those of you who are in middle school and high school, going into college, whoever it may be, yes, choose your friends wisely. You have a fresh opportunity right now to make your friends and to choose your friends and to surround yourself with people who are going to lead you to life. But for those of us who are adults, surround yourself with wise people. Surround yourself with people who are going to help you chase after Jesus. Get into a group, which we'll be starting in the next couple of weeks. Get into a study, which we'll be starting in the next couple of weeks. Start serving on a team, which you'll have opportunities in the next couple of weeks to start serving. Get plugged in to the body of Christ here because this will help you live wisely. You will be surrounded with influences who will lead you to Christ and lead you to life. So friends, walk with the wise. You'll become wise. But the fool... The companion of the fool always leads to destruction. 
Hey friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We really encourage you to come back live and in person here at Restoration Church next Sunday at 10 a.m. Miss Emily Manders is going to close out this series, Five Lessons. We hope to see you there. God bless.